As you find yourself going deeper and deeper down the internet, telling yourself you'll watch just one more video before you go to bed, knowing that you should have gone to bed an hour ago, that's where you'll find the Dragoon Effect. Welcome back to Dragoon Effect, an audio-only Let's Play podcast that cares about your mental health. As always, I'm your host, Ben, and our motto is, It May Be Terrible. But that's okay. This week I came across an unattributed quote. When you take a step forward, you have to expect that there will be some opposition. Meaning that when you go to take even that first step to try to improve your mental health, there will be some kind of opposition. It could be yourself. It could be financial. It could be people around you that are like, no, you're fine. It could be anything like that. So when it seems difficult, when it seems hard, when it seems like those around you or things around you are pushing back when you try to step forward, it's going to happen. Kind of goes hand in hand with Newton's laws. Every action will be met with an opposite and equal reaction. If it was easy, it wouldn't be worth it. But I believe in you. It's getting pretty late. This might be your last break for the night, so try to enjoy it. Give me a buzz when you want to go back on air. Do you seek ancient wisdom? Do you want to double your power? Are you ready to unlock your inner warrior for only... $24.99. Then, step into Master Robbie's Deadly Dojo of Kung Rate and receive direct by video warrior instruction from me, Master Robbie. You will learn the four qualities of an ultimate conqueror. The power of the alligator, the discipline of the tarantula, the speed of the tuna, the poise of the scorpion, and the wisdom of the bullfrog. Using classified techniques, I'll unlock your inner chi after only five 30-minute video sessions. Ultimate power and wisdom can be yours now of only $24.99. Just call 555-7861-USA to take your first step to becoming a champion. Never forget the element of surprise! If you buy today, you'll receive two additional VHS tapes. The Tornado Technique and Karate Love Me. <laughs> Call today! Let's roll. You got it. Oh, we've got another call coming through, too. Welcome back to 189.16, The Scream. I believe we have another caller on the line. How are you tonight, caller? Morris, it's me, Roller Ricky. Oh, and Maxie's here too. Good to hear from you again. How are you both doing? Oh, we're good, man. Thanks to you. You're like our guardian angel. That wouldn't be a bad look for you, Forrest. A little white wing halo number. Maybe something for the KFAM Halloween party. All right, everyone, let's calm down. Ricky, I'm just glad we could help you and Maxie. Is there anything else we can help you with, Ricky? Actually, I think I have some info that might help you. Oh? What's that? 
See, man, uh, me and Jason know each other. You know each other? Yeah, we went to Gals High and played on the football team together. He was a gnarly offensive linesman, and I was our star wide receiver. Runner Ricky, they called me. All right, and what does that have to do with tonight? Well, because George, the guy who drowned, he was on our team, too. Tell me about it. What was George like? I didn't know him for long, man. Sad to say. We had our first team party on the night he drowned. He seemed like such a good dude. Ricky, were you there when George drowned? No, man. Once the party turned, I beat feet out of there. Man, I remember George and his girl there. There was a whole lot of love, man. I could see it, you know? Ricky, please. What was her name? I never got her name, man. He just called her Bean. I didn't really know her before or see her after that. Then what did she look like? Please, tell us anything you remember. I just remember a pretty girl, man. I'm sorry. Ricky, you said the party didn't last long. What happened? We were just having a good time. And then the next thing I knew, everyone was running for their life. I looked up and saw a goddamn whistling man in the trees. And, and I never ran so fast in my life. I ran straight home. Didn't know about George until next morning at school. I'm guessing it was whistling night, wasn't it? That the whistling man was just another kid. Yeah. I don't know how George died, but uh, I always felt like if anyone deserved to die at night, it should have been me. And... Ricky, it wasn't your fault. You're not a bad person. I know that now, ma'am. Took a long time to learn, but yeah, just thought I'd tell you all what I know. Thank you, Ricky. This helps. Thank you. You got it, man. Anyway, I think it's time for me and Max to free up your phone lines. Thanks for listening, man. I'll let you to it. Night, Ricky. All right, folks. Looks like we got a new lead in the case. If anyone has any info about this mysterious bean, Please call in. If she was George's girlfriend back then, she's probably in her mid to late thirties now. Huh. Oh, we have another call coming in, but hang on. What's up, Peggy? Peggy? You're gonna wanna take this call off the air. Who is it? Just do it. All right, folks, it's time for another track. Here's one to help you sit back and relax. We'll be right back after this. Uh, I hope this is good news, Peggy. Who have we got? Find out for yourself on line one. Hello? Forrest, I'm glad I got back through to you. Sounds like it's been a busy night, huh? Surprise! It's Leslie, our 911 operator, leading the charge from Henderson to come save us. It's so good to hear from you. Are you okay? We're doing okay. Sarah and I are both happy to be headed back home. We're happy to have you too. Uh, wait, Sarah? Oh, yeah, I mean Deputy Martinez. Uh, anyway, we got back into radio range a little while ago. We've been listening in, but haven't been able to get through until now. 
It's been non-stop since you left. Please tell us you're bringing help. You bet! I'm leading a whole goddamn squad towards Gallows Creek as we speak. Turns out somebody had cut the phone lines. They had no idea what was happening. That's great news! That's crazy about the phone lines, though. Do you think the whistling man cut them? Yes. I'm guessing so. I don't know how he, how she, how the whistling man did it. But that doesn't matter right now. Listen, we're coming in hot, but we need your help. I know Gallows Creek isn't a big town, but if we don't know where the whistling man is, we can't get him. Her. That's where you come in. You can count on us. What do you need? It might be a long shot, but here goes. The whistling man already called up a few times. I bet she calls again. We're still a little ways out of town, so if she calls, stall her. Buy as much time as you can for us to get in. And while you're talking to her, try to figure out where she is. We'll be listening in, so once her location is known, we'll head straight there and end this nightmare. I'll do my best. I know you will. Heck, I can see the headlines now. Forrest Nash's interview of a lifetime. Anyway, I'll radio the other cars and tell them the plan is a go. Hopefully the next time I see you, it'll be with our killer behind bars. Take care now. We'll see you soon, Leslie. Oh, thank God. It sounds like this is almost over. We're nearly through this. I hope you're right. The sooner this is over, the better. I am right. Trust me. Anyway, we should get you back on air. Taking callers is the only way to see this through. Time to turn the music off. Bringing you back live now. Welcome back to The Scream with me, Forrest Nash. The line is lit up, but before I get to our next caller, I just want to say, things are looking up. It's almost over. But for now, let's bring in our next caller. Evening, caller. This is Forrest Nash. Hello, Forrest. This is John Hedges. I'm here with Casey. I wanted to give you an update on Jason. John! Is, is he going to be okay? He's a fighter. Okay. Yay! We've got him stabilized and resting in a bed. We're preparing to move him to the hospital. Thank you so much! If you haven't been there, then... God, I don't even want to think about what would have happened. Of course, Casey. We're just happy he's okay. John, Casey, you two did all the work. Tell Jason to get well soon from us. Whatever he's up for. Well, why don't you tell him yourself? Is this Forrest? Jason, we meet at last. It's good to hear you, Jason. How are you? Oh, well, you know, I've got a hole in my stomach, and there's a knife in my leg, but John gave me something to take the edge off. So, I might feel even better than either of you. <laughs> Take it easy until you get to St. Gabriel's. I will. But, uh, before that, I, I needed to call you. I'm guessing the whistling man is still out there? Yep. As far as we know, anyway. Well, I was worried you'd say that. God damn it. Actually, I'm glad you called. I wanted to talk to you about what happened earlier. Go for it. We spoke to Roller Ricky not long after you were attacked. You spoke to Ricky? Is he... is he alright? He is now. I mean, he was attacked earlier, but this call came after. 
Hey, guys, I'm really sorry, but there's a call on the other line. I just need to make sure we don't have another situation brewing. You fill Jason in on what happened. I'll be right back. Sure, Peggy. Sorry, Jason, uh, where was I? Ah, yep. Ricky's fine. You don't need to worry about him. That's a relief. He told us about George. Sounds like everything's finally coming out now. It's been tough to hold it all in. Sounds like you've been holding back about something awful, Jason. I'm part of the reason my best friend is dead, Forrest. And the few who knew about it said if I ever said anything, I'd find myself in jail for a long time. It was hell. And then the town just moved on. Like he'd never existed. What happened that night? I went along with the stupid prank, that's what. Whistling night. Some of the guys on the football team had an idea for a way we could haze the newcomers. Decided to plan a party in the woods and have the whistling man crash. It was stupid. We each had a role. I was the stabbed friend. At the party that night, I left the group for a second, met our whistling man, pretended to get stabbed in front of everyone, started an almighty panic, those screams. That was the last time I saw or heard George alive. How did George die, Jason? I don't know. I was playing dead. But when I heard her scream... Ricky mentioned a girl named Bean. Is that who you mean? Bean? Oh, yeah. I guess George did call her that. Yeah. He called her Bean. I heard her again tonight, Forrest. Her name was... What? What happened? Are we still on air? How do we get it back on? I don't, uh, oh, we can use the emergency generator down in the basement. Reggie picked it up a while ago in case we ever needed to do an emergency broadcast. An emergency broadcast? Emergency? You know, nuclear war, alien attack, <laughs> broadcasting a serial killer to the cops so we can end this nightmare? Fair point! It's in the storage area in the far back corner, up on the wall. You might have spotted it earlier when you were digging around for all those tapes. It'll have a big red button. Just press that. I'll see you when you're back. I remember seeing that. So the power's out. In case you didn't catch that through the semi-muffled Peggy conversation. Downstairs. Hopefully, I don't get jumped and stabbed or something. Because I assume the whistling man is here, and that's why the power is out. Far back corner. Why is this station so big? That must be it. Oh, we've got power. Oh, shoot. The whistling man. I need to warn Peggy. Peggy, are you there? Are you... 
Peggy! I need to get back upstairs. Peggy's door is open. Oh no! Peggy! Where did you go? Ah! Oh shoot, the whistling man locked us in or closed us in. Anyway. No way. This can't be happening. Oh! And the whistling man's now in the DJ booth room. Listen to me. You... Ah! You're gonna talk when I talk to you. 
Okay, Marie. I'll do it. Good. Then let's talk about the night George was murdered. Murdered? Uh, listen, I... terrified as anybody. Isn't that right, Teddy? You didn't tell him, did you? Ricky never could keep his mouth shut. If we told him, he 
would have given everything away. But he... well... It doesn't matter. He didn't run his mouth enough to tell anybody about it afterwards. He's still guilty. It was just a stupid prank. How can you still say it was just a prank? Oh, come on! I... So tonight you stabbed him for real? It's the role he wanted to play. Jason's still alive, Marie. He was with a friend. They talked her through how to stop the bleeding and got him professional help just in time. Oh. Well, Jamie didn't have the good sense to die earlier. He's gonna regret that. Enough about him. Me and George took off running, but. Somehow we got separated in the woods. I ended up near the bottom of Whistling Point. And when I noticed George wasn't with me, I panicked. And then, I don't know how he snuck up on me, but the Whistling Man grabs me. I scream. And he starts laughing. Telling me it's, it's just a joke. I can stall for time here. How did you feel in that moment? I felt like... Nothing was real. I felt small and confused. Who was under the mask, Marie? Who was the whistling man? It was Chuck. Chuck Brody. Laughing away. But then he stops. And he's looking up at the top of Whistling Point. What was he looking at? <laughs> Ted, what happened next? Nothing. It was just Teddy. George fell off Whistling Point. How did you know what happened? I saw it. You pushed him. You were up there. You were dressed as the Whistling Man, too, and... I didn't push him, goddammit! I just chased him up there, and he kept backing up. When I saw he was about to go over, I reached out. That's what you saw. You liar. It's not my fault. He didn't know it was a joke. If he had any brains, he would have realized. Ugh, you bitch. No one's going to believe this. After all you did. If she's lying, why the cover-up? My future was at stake, Ash. You know what it's like. People like us are bragged for bigger things. Gross. I'm going to be the mayor of this town, Forrest. And then governor. And then, who knows? What happened that night was tragic. It should never have happened. But it was a mistake. It was just a stupid joke gone wrong. So my father sent Clive out to clean it up. Why should a blimp ruin my future? Gross. George was a blimp? He wasn't a blimp, Marie. His father covered it up from there. I searched for George's body all night, but 
Sandra found him the next morning while out jazz running. She found him in the river, but she lied about that to protect Teddy. She said something about her rent going up, unless she... Teddy, did your father own Sandra Sharp's dance studio? It's Gallows Creek, not Sharp Creek. I'd answer the question if I were you, Teddy. Yes, okay. We own most of the town. That's it, then. Your father was going to run her out of business, unless she lied and said she found him in the reservoir instead of the river. What my father did in his business dealings is nothing to do with me. The false reports. That's why you killed Sheriff Matthews, too, isn't it, Maria? Not just to get him out of the way, but... Everyone was in on it, Forrest. Even the coroner wrote a fake report. Said George was drinking. I only heard the tapes. You'd be disgusted by it. For all it's worth, Virginia didn't have much of a choice. She had a sick sister whose treatments she couldn't afford. She played along with the gallows to save her sister's life. And her own. Even, even still, she should have told the truth. I did my part. I tried everything I could think of. I even went to the newspaper, but no. That girl killed the story. I'll take care of Maurice Russell later. You've been through hell, Marie. I'm sorry. You've got no idea. has to be a lot for you. I just... What 
happened to you, Marie? You just disappeared one day. You disappeared? I was thrown out, Peggy. I begged Mom and Dad to do something about what happened that night. But did they care? No. Pictures of all the people from the night, including Forrest. 
assume we'll get more. Yeah. Police reports. Game. I like this concept. It's been it's been clever. Oh, that's just the end. So I guess the killer got away. I hope you enjoyed killer frequency as much as I did. You can get everybody killed because there's a trophy for it. So I know that it's possible. I have not gone back through and played through to see what happens if you get everybody killed. But at some point I will. You can even get your character killed. Which seems pretty interesting. Recently, I finished a game called Venba. This is a game on Xbox Game Pass where you are a family of immigrants from India, or at least that area, to Canada in the 1980s. The game revolves around cooking some traditional foods. And it's fairly easy mini-games for the most part. Sometimes you have to figure out the instructions, which was a neat little puzzle, but it also tells the story of this family and what they're going through moving to a foreign country that speaks a different language, trying to raise their child in it, and giving them at least some of their heritage, but also the struggles that they're going through because they just want to fit in at school. It didn't take very long, but it was quite enjoyable and really interesting. There are not enough games like this that tell these stories. And I don't know if it's possible to have enough of those, but I, I would gladly play more of them. I love seeing these different perspectives because they help us to empathize. They help us to understand. They help us be more human and humane. I would... I would strongly suggest it. I hope you have a good day this week, and we'll see you next week with Season 11, Metal Gear Solid 2.